Come on, give Jesus some praise this morning. It's so good to see you. Looking out, seeing faces that I know. It's always, always sweet. So as we wrap up what we just sang, ask yourself, where do you need to make room? What is it that you're holding on to? You know, God's got a funny way of, of showing us. You know, there were a few lines in, in, a, in a couple of those songs that we sang today that, I, that just really stood out to me. One was, in, in Defender, we, it, it, it talks about where I lost myself. You knew right where I was. And you went back, you took me back to that place where I, I lost me. And, and I found you, and I found myself again. God has a purpose and a plan for all of us. And when we meet him, everything makes sense. And so this, the, the next song we talked about, Make Room, we're like, this is where I, I lay myself down. So you go back to that place to discover God and he helps you discover yourself. But then you have to get to the point where you say, it's not about me. I'll make room for you. Because that's where we're meant to live. So for you, the question is where where do, where do you need to allow God to come in, to speak to you, to do a work in you? Because listen, maybe this church isn't like any church that you've been to. I hope it's not in a good way. But I hope it's because the Holy Spirit is alive and well, and he meets with us exactly where we are. When we forget where we are, when we lose ourselves, he knows right where to find us. I'm so glad you're here. Do me a favor, look at your neighbor, give him a high five, fist bump, pat on the back. You can even kiss him on the cheek if it's appropriate. And then find your seats if you would. We're gonna turn on some lights so you can find your seats. Thank you so much for being here. You like that point out we're gonna turn on the lights and stuff Oh man, you look even prettier with the lights on. I can actually see your face. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you came to church this morning. My name is Pastor Adam Harold, my incredible wife Tanya that's on the keyboard right now, and I have the privilege of being the lead servants here at the Refuge Church. Uh, we just do our best to, to follow God, and hopefully we do our best to follow God and give you something worthy of following in the process. Um, God is so, so good, and I'm just so glad that, that all of you are, are here today. You've been the most generous by giving us your time. I was thinking about this this week. You know, time is our most valuable commodity. It's the only thing that we can't get more of. 
We can get more money. We can even work our tail off and get more talent. But you can't get more time. There's only 24 hours in a day. And you've taken about an hour and a half, two hours, however long you want to stay. <laughs> you can stay as long as you want to. And you've given that time to us. And because of that, you're so generous. And we just thank you so much for being here. If it's your first time here uh, or your first time in a long time, uh, there's a card in front of you. Uh, we just want to know your name. We want to learn your story. And uh, if you take out that card, you fill it out. And then you can either drop it in black box. In the black box, there's a black box floating around here somewhere. I think it's out in front of the coffee station. Uh, just drop that black that, that card in the black box. And I just want to send you a card this week to say thank you for sharing your most valuable commodity with us. And, um, and, and then if you take it and you give it to guest services, then we've just got a gift, small gift, a token of our appreciation that we want to give to you. Uh, to say thank you so much for, for sharing your time today. Also, immediately following the service today, we've got something that we call Seven Minute Head Start. It's in our lounge. Um, if you walk through the, the door on my right, your left, uh, then uh, you can go to the right and there's a sign there that says lounge. There'll be someone there greeting you. And that's just to take seven minutes because we don't want to take any more of your time. You've already been generous. So we take seven minutes to introduce you to the Refuse Church and uh, everything that you need to know and how you can get more involved with, with what God is doing here. If you want to get involved financially with what God is doing here, you can, you can give in three ways. We don't pass a plate here at the Refuge. Uh, we don't pass anything at the Refuge. And uh, because of, of COVID, we've, uh, we've, we've, We've stopped passing a plate. So, but you, we want to give you three opportunities to give. There's, uh, you can text 77296 with any, any phone, smart, smartphone, uh, however you, you text, you can do that. Uh, and text them, it'll send you a prompt with an amount. You can give digitally that way, or you can give digitally by giving refugemain.church uh, slash give. You can go to that. Or if you just rather give cash or check, you can drop that in the black box, and um, it's just an it's 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 an opportunity to give back to God what He's already given to us, and uh, we're just so so thankful that He allows us to do that. Today is a special day because we are launching our summer small groups today. Come on, somebody! All right, summer small groups. Start today, we are launching 10 groups this morning. There are 10 groups, 10 new groups that are available. I was scrolling through this morning at refugemain.church slash groups. You can go to that website uh, and you can look at all of the, all 10 of the groups that we have available. I was like looking through and I'm going like, there's one about like that, just hanging out by the campfire, campfire discussions, because it's summer in Maine and who doesn't love a campfire in Maine in the summertime? Come on somebody that will preach by itself. So we launched summer small groups today. So, listen, I love small groups. I really love summer small groups. We get to hang out outside. It doesn't have to be outside, but we can hang out outside. We can be together and enjoy each other's company. And who doesn't love enjoying company in the summertime? 
So um, it's a, it's a great, it's gonna be a great semester of small groups. I know that like last week or two weeks ago, I, I heard a story of someone in our church that was like, I can't, like I miss my small group because we took, a, we took four weeks off. And they're like, I miss my small group. And I got good news for that person. They start today. Like whenever your small group meets, like you can go through and you can check and see and whatever day it meets on, you can, when that day comes this next week, they're meeting. It's, it's incredible. So um, we're just so happy that we get to do this with you. One more thing that we get to do with you, and this is my last announcement, and that is this coming Saturday is Wyndham Summerfest at, um, and, and, and we'll be there probably around noontime and we'll start with our bounce houses at one o'clock in the afternoon. If you wanna serve, you wanna help help man those, those uh, inflatables that we've sponsored, um, you, hopefully you've signed up already, but if you haven't signed up, you can sign up today and we're gonna give you a free t-shirt to say thank you so much for your time on that day to, to, uh, to help us. Um, and you can sign up there in what is our new church merch uh, station, church merch store. I don't know, whatever you wanna call it. Uh, my wife will probably call it something different. Uh, so um, you can go, it's, it's just behind guest services uh, and you can sign up to, to serve this morning. And if you sign up to serve, We'll give you a free t-shirt, free t-shirt. However, if you can't serve and you just wanna buy a t-shirt, they're $10 this week, but next week they go up to 15, all right? So um, thank you so much for being here. Let's go to God in prayer and just thank him for this am amazing day that he's given us. Father in heaven, I just love you so much. And I thank you for what you're doing in this place. Father, I pray that I would just get out of the way so you can show yourself to these people today. God, I remove myself I just ask that you would speak to hearts today. Father, I pray that you would bless every hand that gives this morning, that you would take it and multiply their gift. Father, that you would use it for your kingdom, not for me, not for anyone else, but for your kingdom, God, that your kingdom would, would grow, that your kingdom would be on earth as it is in heaven. Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this house, for it is far beyond us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Whew, I got through that. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, he got through that, right? Oh my goodness, um, I hope, I hope that you, uh, I hope that you're glad you came already, and 
if you're not glad you came, then I hope that you'll be glad you came by the time we, we're done here. And if not, then uh, we won't see you next week. <laughs> you, know, uh, you, know, you know what happens when you go to a bad barber? You don't go back, right? So uh, the same thing when you go to a bad church. You just don't go back. I was telling someone that uh, was is visiting with us again, and th they had been here before. I was like, you know, it's good to see first-time visitors. It's really good to see second-time visitors because uh, uh, they came back. And so if you're a second-time, third-time, fourth-time, 100th-time, we think, we love you guys. We're just so glad uh, that you have, have joined us. And uh, we just ask, you know, we, we want you to be a part of us. Uh, it's, it, we're a family but we don't want to always be a family church. We want to be a, a church that, that grows and a church that reaches the world for Jesus. And uh, it's just absolutely incredible that you've taken your time today uh, to join us this morning. Well, we're in a series that we're calling The Hood, uh, The Hoods, uh, however you want to say it, uh, where we're talking about words that end in H-O-O-D. That's the depth of this series right there. Um, words that end in hood. That's all it is. Um, and, and so the suffix hood just, just means the state of. So uh, week one, we talked about motherhood. We talked about the state of being a mother and how the womb is what connects every person, 100% of mankind. We are connected to God in the womb. And, uh, and so then we talked about priesthood in week two. And we talked about how we are all that, that believe in Jesus. We are all priests, royal priests. Week uh, three, we talked about servanthood, and uh, or as my friend Noah called it, servicehood, uh, which was really cute. If you were, um, if you missed last week, I got a, a picture from an eight-year-old, and he had written all the hoods that, not all the hoods that we had talked about, but um, he wrote down servicehood, and it just was adorable. Um, week four, we talked about falsehood and talked about the truth of God's word and how important it is. Uh, in week five, last week, we talked about uh, parenthood and childhood and talked about raising kids and how, how we can look at what's known as the Shema, the prayer that the Hebrew children taught their kids to pray and how that helps us follow after God. I hope you've enjoyed this series. This is the longest series officially, the longest series we have ever done at the Refuge Church. And um, it's, it's been, I hope it's been enjoyable. Um, I love it when um, I'm, I'm, you know, going about my week. I run into someone from, from church and they say, hey, what hood are we talking about this week? Uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and so I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, today, um, you know, and, and by the way, if you've missed any of our messages, you can go back to refugemain.church slash messages and you can, uh, you, can, you can listen to any of those messages. If, if, if I was talking and, and I said one that you're like, oh, that sounds interesting, you can go back and listen to that uh, and, uh, and follow along with, with that. Also, if you want to follow along with today's notes, you can, follow, you can do that on the YouVersion Bible app um, on the screen uh, to my right and to my left. It tells you how to get there in the YouVersion Bible app. You can go to events and all of today's notes are available there, and um, if you don't do that, then you can write everything down that I say, and, uh, and just hopefully you, you get something out of today's messages, or message. You got scared there for a second when I said messages. You were like, whoa, wait a minute, he's got two? 
um, you know, I was thinking about words that in in hood and uh, over the past couple weeks, and while I was doing that, you know, I felt like God was leading me to to talk about something that I think a lot of times we um, we have a misconception about in our in our in our world. I think we we do we do that for a lot of different reasons. But as a communicator of the gospel, as someone that communicates God's word, I feel like it's my job to clear up some misconceptions at times. And, um, and I, I've, what I want to talk to you about today, I feel like there's been this giant misconception that, um, that has been created to allow us to steal from us what God really wants. And, you know, Satan is... Satan's a dog with no new tricks. I always say that. And, and I mean it. And, and the reason for that is because he, he creates lies to rob us. Jesus called Satan the father of lies. I talked about that when we talked about falsehood. He's the father of lies. And the, the lies that he creates, creates in us, and, 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 and it robs us of truth. That with that truth, we're better, we're firmer, we're stronger, we're better. And there's this misconception about this word that I want to talk to you about today that I think will free some people. The word that I want to talk about today is sainthood. Sainthood. Um, you know, when I was writing this message, I... Uh, I went to the Google machine, which, by the way, um, is one of my greatest resources, <laughs> just like it's one of your greatest resources. Um, and I, I typed, I, no joke, I typed in saint jokes because I wanted to come up with a good saint joke for my sainthood intro. Like, like I want to be funny every week, and let's be honest, I'm really not that funny. So I go to Google machine, and, I'll, and I'm funnier than I was before and I looked up saint jokes and I discovered that you know there's not many saint jokes out there <laughs> unless they include saint peter meeting you at a pearly gate <laughs> and I'm like why does peter get to be the guy at the pearly gate like do you know what peter did <laughs> and it, it, it's just funny to me that we that we we say St. Peter, you know, a, a priest, a rabbi, and I don't know, someone else gets to heaven, and St. Peter meets them at the pearly gate. Why is it St. Peter? Anyway. Um, or they were, um, they were just bad jokes, or they were inappropriate jokes. And uh, I'm not going to tell any uh, inappropriate jokes this morning because we've got some kids in this room. Um, they were also about the New Orleans Saints, by the way. Uh, which is just low-hanging fruit, and I just can't, can't go there this morning uh, for you sports fans. Sorry if you're a Saints fan. And so I was like, well, how can I introduce this, this topic of being a saint? And I thought, well, why don't we just name some famous saints then? And so I started thinking about famous saints, and of course there's St. Peter, right? We've already talked about him. Uh, but there's my favorite saint, St. Nicholas. Come on, somebody. Right? St. Nicholas, by the way, is just seven and a half months till Christmas, y'all. So 
make sure that you're getting prepared. Uh, in this economy, you're going to have to do some extra work this year. Uh, St. Patrick, for our Irish friends, right? We know, we know him. Uh, Saint, for all of our lovebirds in the house, St. Valentine, right? St. Valentine, there's, uh, and for our, our cancer warriors, there's St. Jude, right? There's uh, also St. Teresa uh, and um, St. Louis, right? <laughs> the, the place that we moved from, pretty much. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of, like, there's, there's, like, fill in your favorite name for a, for a saint. The list goes on and on. We could go on and on and on about different people that have been labeled saints. But what if I told you this morning that the list of those people are no different than the people that are in this room? The people that, are, uh, that we've talked about are no different than the people that are in this room. Now, those people have powerful stories, popular stories even, but really, they're no different than the person that's sitting next to you or even the person that's sitting in your seat. And so that brings me to today's big idea. If I have one thing I want to communicate with you this morning, it would be this. Men don't choose saints. Only God can do that. And he has chosen us all to become his saints. Men don't choose saints. Only God chooses saints. And he has chosen us all to be his saints. Now I realize on a week-to-week basis that we have people that are in, we, we live in a very, um, uh, what's the word? A very, very Catholic region. Uh, there's, there, uh, so I know that on a week-to-week basis, we have uh, many um, people that have been raised Catholic, many Many people that have gone through CCD, confirmation, come on. You, like all the Catholics in the house said amen, right? So, um, and you guys are like, we're Catholics, so we don't say amen. I'm like, I get it, right? <laughs> we don't say amen unless you tell us what you told us, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, a couple weeks ago, I actually, we talked about priesthood. And um, afterwards, it was funny, uh, I was out in the foyer and I was, or a common area. Um, and I, I met a guy that, that came up to me afterwards and he said, I was raised Catholic, so it was kind of a shock to my system. And I went, oops. <laughs> and then I went on to tell him, well, I, you know, hey, I want you to know that if you have any questions, you're always welcome to email me, adam at refugemain.church, which by the way, in any message, you can always email me, adam at refugemain.church, and you can ask me your questions, and I will do my best to answer those questions, I promise you. And so, um, so this morning I want to talk about sainthood, and I don't mean it to be a shock to um, those of you that were raised Catholic. What I, what I want to do is I want to clear up the misconception of who a saint is, because I believe that, that Satan has robbed us of this incredible title that the Bible calls all of us, that if we can grasp, then we can realize that we might just change the world. God has never been interested in a ranking system. 
God has never been interested in a ranking system. Look at Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. At the time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? They, the disciples go to Jesus and they ask him about this ranking system. Who's at the top? <laughs> Who's the greatest, he says. And calling to him a child, he put him in the midst of them and he said, I just pictured Jesus picking up this little boy, putting him on his lap. And saying, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus went to the children, to, to the, the lowest possible place that he could go, to little kids. And he said, you want to talk about the greatest, then let me show you this child and unless you become like a child you can't enter the kingdom of heaven God's never been interested in a ranking system he didn't rank he didn't go on to to list different people he said bring me this child and unless you become like him kids are funny aren't they I love being around kids because they're so innocent and because and I almost got on a soapbox but I'm not going to but they're so innocent and they and they need direction and so so unless we come become like a child realizing that we need direction we have to repent of our sins and in fact become innocent by repenting of our sins and turning from them and by the grace of and, and blood of Jesus Christ we repent from our sins we become innocent and we ask God for direction unless you become like a child did you know that in order to receive the title of saint in the catholic church there is a five-step process to becoming a saint. One of which, those steps, is that you have to confirm, like it has to be confirmed that you have done a miracle. You have performed a miracle in your life. In fact, you have to do more than one miracle to be labeled a saint. And if that's not enough, to convince you that you don't want to become a saint, then another qualification of being a saint is that you got to be dead. <laughs> like, you have to die to be a saint. And so, according to Roman Catholic theology, saints are in heaven, but according to God's word, saints are on earth. According to Roman Catholic theology, saints are in heaven, but according to God's word, saints are here in earth. And it is really quiet in this Catholic church. <laughs> I have offended everyone. 
Again, I'm not, I'm not picking on, on Catholicism this morning. I just want to teach you. I, I hope that I, I come across as wanting to teach you what God's word says. Because we all have this idea of what a saint is. And a saint doesn't belong on earth. And, and, and that's why the Catholic Church has said that saints have to be in heaven because saints don't belong on earth. Because we have this idea that they're perfect. But let me teach you one of the most important questions that every believer has to ask themselves. Are you ready for it? What does the Bible say? But what does the Bible say? The word saint appears in the entire Bible, so Old Testament, New Testament, over 60 times. Over 60 times the word saint is, the, the, the original word is translated to saint over 60 times. The word saint usually appears as being a plural form. So it's, when anytime it's, it's saint, it's actually saints with an S at the end of it, except for one place. And even in that one place, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 21, the apostle Paul writes and says, greet every saint. <laughs> so even there, it's a collection of people. It's to greet all of you. Greet each other. And so a lot of times, anytime the word saint appears... It's in the plural form. Now, in the Bible, uh, the, word, the word saint is used to describe a group of believers. So today, in this room, we could be known as the saints in Wyndham, Maine, or the saints of the Refuge Church. If you're a follower of Jesus, you believe in him, you've given him your heart, you're considered a saint this morning. Do you know that the word Christian, which is what a lot of people would call the people in this room, the word Christian only appears, you ready for it? Three times in all the Bible. And that's, that's going back to the original language. Three times, all in the, all in the New Testament. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Because Jesus is in the New Testament. To be a Christian is to be a Christ follower, so it has to occur in the New Testament. And so, in the New Testament, three times, Acts chapter 11, verse 26, Acts chapter 26, verse 28, and 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16. In those places, in all of those places, the word Christianos, Christianos is, um, is the Greek word for Christian. Are you with me? So Christianos is the, the Greek word for Christian, and it appears three times. Now, in Acts chapter 11, verse 26, it says, in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians, right? And so it's, it's hinted that the title that many people went by were Christians. However, there's this guy by the name the Apostle Paul. And in his letters... All but three of his letters, he addresses a group of believers as saints. 
There's only three letters that he doesn't. The three letters that he doesn't address people as the, the church as, as saints are, are Galatians and first and second Thessalonians. Now I realize that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of Bible knowledge in, in this message so far. Stay with me. If you if you're if you're you're new to church, you're new to the faith, stay with me. All right, because I'm telling you, if we if we can wrap our mind around the idea that we are saints, we'll change the world. We'll change the world. And so so the the books that Paul wrote that he does address the people as saints are the book of Romans, first and second Corinthians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. He addresses us as saints. Now, those other books. Uh, Galatians and First and Second Thessalonians, Paul actually wrote those with other men, and so, in all indication, from what I can see, the Apostle Paul intends for all the believers to be addressed as saints. What does Paul know that we don't know? I think he knows that again, if we can wrap our mind around the idea that we are all saints, then we will change the world. The word translated to be saint in the New Testament is the, word, the Greek word hagios, hagios. Now, that word hagios in, in, in Greek, you know what it translates to? It tra- it's translated to saint, but you know what it also translates to? I found this to be really, really. It means the most holy thing. The most holy thing. You are the most holy thing. And I thought about it and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense to me because I know I'm sinful. But the people that have received Jesus are the most holy thing. And it took me back to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16. And it says, since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. When we come to know Jesus, we are to become holy. Now, what does holy mean? Now, I heard someone say this this last week, and I was like, again. By the way, if if you read God's word and you don't go, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) The word holy, we, we often interpret it to be set apart, right? Which which is accurate, but really a better definition of the word holy would be to be other. God is other. He's just, he's other than everything else. He's other. Now, if I am to be other too, I hope you got your steel-toed boots on for this one. If I'm to be other, then I'm to look, not look like anything else in this world. I'm to be completely other than them. Be holy, for I am holy. But let me explain it to you in an even better way. In the book of Romans chapter 6, there's this this word, this Christian word that um, I call it Christianese, that I learned in Bible college. There's there's a there's a real there's a real depth to it, and it's the word sanctification. 
has anyone ever heard the word sanctification? Um, you don't have to raise your hand. You can if you want to. But sanctification, if you, you might have learned it in CCD. I don't know. Um, sanctification. And Romans chapter 6, verse 19 says this. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, slaves to other, right? The, the word there isn't other. However, he keeps going and he says, being a slave to righteousness leads you to, leading you to sanctification, leading you to, you ready for this? Other. Because the word sanctification in, in the original language, I, I'm geeking out a little bit over the original language, by the way. I don't know if you picked up on that or not. But the original language, right here, it's, it's the word um, hagiamos, hagias, hagiosmos. And it sounds a lot like the Greek word hagios, doesn't it? The word hagios was translated to be the most holy thing. The word hagiosmos is the word for sanctification, which comes from, guess what word? Hagios. Which means that if you want to remember what sanctification means, don't remember it as sanctification. Remember it as sanctification. Sanctification. Meaning that sanctification is the journey of becoming a saint. It's the journey. Because listen, holiness is not a destination. Holiness is a process. It's a journey. I don't have it all figured out. If you come to this church because you think that pastor has it all figured out, I won't see you next week. Because I have a confession. I don't have it all figured out. And any time that I start to appear like I have it all figured out, somebody kick me in the behind. <laughs> somebody say, Pastor Adam, you don't have it figured out. And then I'll have a conversation. And I'll show you how much I don't have it figured out. Because holiness is a process. It's not a destination. And if you are on the process of becoming holy, that's what a saint is. That's what a saint does. And this leads me to my second big idea for the day. That's right. I got two big ideas. And I'm not even charging you extra this morning. The second big idea for today is God has not called us to be cultural Christians He's called us to the process of holiness. He's called us to be saints. He's not called us to look like cultural Christians look. He's called us to be holy for he is holy. And there's this conception that Christians are this person and this person and this title and that title. And I want you to know that 
this book says it's none of that. It's not about being a cultural Christian as much as it is about being other, set apart. What's culture talking about Christians? I'm sorry, I'm going to be other today. I'm not going to, I'm going to resist the conversation about this. I'm preaching to myself. You're going to re, I'm going to resist the conversation about this and I'm going to be other. So what is a saint? What does this look like? What does this journey of process, this journey of holiness look like, Pastor Adam? Addison Bevere, author of Saints, he wrote a book called Saints and In it, he says the definition of saint that he has is a saint is someone who practices and participates in the mystery of the final day. Practices and participates in the mystery of the final day. What's the final day? Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 through 18. Says, and just as it is appointed, sorry, verse 27 through 28. And just as it is appointed to man once to die, after this comes the judgment. So Christ, having offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting his return. Eagerly waiting for him to come back, to gather his saints, to come together Practicing and participating in the mystery of what that looks like. Because again, I don't have it figured out. I wish I could tell you everything that's going to happen on Judgment Day. You can find theologians that will tell you everything that will happen on Judgment Day. That I'm not that guy. I'm sorry. You can go to his church next week. We participate and practice in the mystery of the final day. What does that look like? I've got five things to close out this message real quick. Five things that will help you know what saints do. Number one, the first thing that saints do is saints are slaves to righteousness. We read about that. We're slaves to righteousness in Romans chapter 6. Which simply means we do right according to God's word. We measure all of our actions according to his word. We do right what's according to God. Not according to my feelings, not according to my wife's feelings or my husband's feelings. We do it according to God's word. We do what's right. Number two, the second thing that saints do is saints await the coming king. We anxiously await the coming king prepared and practicing in what we believe is righteousness. Becoming holy. The practice of becoming holy. Number three, saints see people not just as they are but as people that they could and should be. Saints see people not as they are, but they see people as they could and should be. In other words, when we look at other people, 
We see them as God sees them. People that Jesus loved so much that he died in their place as their sacrifice so that they could come back to relationship with their creator. That's how we see people. We don't see them as society sees them. We see them as other. And not as they are other, but as we are other. We don't label them. God doesn't label them. He loves them. And he sees them as they could and as they should be. You want to know what love is? Love is seeing people the way God sees them. Number four, saints understand holiness is not a destination, but holiness is a process. It's a process. We're all working it out. But you know what? We're working it out together. Which is why number five is saints gather together. Saints gather together. The Apostle Paul addressed the group of Christians as saints. We can't be saints without each other. Never once in God's word is it singular. But it's collective. Together we are saints gathered together under God's word with the presence of the Holy Spirit because we need each other. And that's why we do small groups. That's why we do small groups. Because we need each other. Because saints gather, not just on Sundays, throughout the week. It doesn't mean that all of your Christians have to look and sound the same. But some of them should. Some of the, the, the friends that you gather with should be fellow believers. Because you want to be with other saints. Because they're all working for the same goal. Stand to your feet. I want to pray with you. You can close your eyes, bow your head if you want to. You don't have to. But a message like this, you know, I, I, I have to say, I, I ask myself, how am I going to close this one out? Because every week we want to give people the opportunity to come to know Jesus every single week. But this week I realize some of you may be sitting there and you might be like, now that I realize I'm a saint, I need to figure out how to change the world. The process of holiness, the process of practicing and, 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 and eagerly awaiting the arrival of our king. So you might be sitting there and you're like, Pastor Adam, I'm, I'm just idle. I'm not really doing much. I'm just idle. I want you to know that saints get involved because that's what it looks like to await the arrival of their king. Saints pursue holiness. But, my, but, but 
I might be further along in my journey of holiness than, than you are, and that's okay. Because all it takes is one step. One step. Because hopefully you come week after week after week, and you every week you get one step, one step, one step. That's it. It's not rocket science. In fact, it's a process. So maybe you're here this, this morning. Say, Pastor Adam, I need to follow Jesus. I want to invite you to do that this morning. In a moment, I'm going to go to, into a prayer. And if you, if you say this prayer, come to me afterwards and just say, Pastor Adam, I prayed with you this morning. Or you can l- get out the card in front of you and you can write down, I'm committing to follow Jesus for the first time or recommitting to follow Jesus. Either way. The decision is to follow Jesus. Can I pray with you? If you need Jesus in your heart this morning, just say this prayer with me. Say, God, I need you. I need to do a better job of following you in the process of holiness. Father, come into my life by the blood that Jesus shed on the cross and save me from my sins. I come to you, God, like a child, innocent, needing direction, asking you to lead me with my life. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you glad you came to church this morning? I hope that this week that you would live like you know that you're a saint. We're going to sing a song together.